a big collective sigh. Ah, uh, hi everybody. That's how we're all feeling, in one way or another. <laughs> Welcome back um, to this episode. We're all kind of yep. uh, baffled and breathing a big sigh of whatever, <laughs> not relief. Um, but we're gonna talk about it. Um, yep, we were gonna gonna have a have this episode be about about guns and and cover the G's, but I think we're going to save that for the next episode because we have some news to talk about that happened this week. A lot happened. Some crazy stuff. If you didn't know, did happen. Um. So as far as news goes, is there Anything else that you've got, Ben, besides the uh, big one? I mean, Joe Biden's officially the president-elect now for real. That like, should have been the big news of that, the week. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's done. That's over. Um, Georgia runoffs are over. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, I guess that also should have been the big news of the that, week. Uh, that all happened the same day. <laughs> <laughs> it all happened on the 6th. Um. Yeah, so uh, the so, Senate is perfectly split. Sorry, yeah. did you say something? So let's talk about the Georgia runoffs for a minute. Oh, yeah, okay. Before we get into the other thing. Sure. Um, so um, both Democrats unseated um, the incumbent Republican senators. Um, as a Republican, that's not good news. Um, <laughs> I... We're going to be doing this a lot during this episode, but I'm putting the blame fairly solely on President Trump um, for for the loss. Um, they were both very close um, elections, and a united Republican Party behind a president who had conceded an election, I think, would have been enough to win both of those elections um, instead of a large section of the Republican party split off and um, not united in, in that election. So I put, I put that loss fairly solely on president Trump. Um, I don't know what your feelings are necessarily as, as a Democrat on that side, but that's where my thoughts are. Yeah. I think, yeah, if the Republican party weren't so split, I don't think it would have been a close race. And I think we would have still had two Republicans from Georgia in the Senate. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Georgia as well. Like it's, it's definitely getting more left demographic wise. Um, as you have like Hollywood moving to Atlanta slowly, um, and things like that happening, but it's still a red state. I would. Yeah. The left lean I think has accelerated. Yes. Because of, because of what's been going on in the Republican party because of Donald Trump. Um, and, and I, I tend to believe that Georgia is still fairly red. And I think in 2024, if we're not talking about a Trumpist candidate running, I think, I think I'm counting it pretty safely in the red column. Still, I don't think demographic shifts, shifts happen that drastically and that quickly. Um, I think it's an abnormality because of who was running. 
um, is what I tend to think. Uh, that's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, disappointing for me. Well, and, and my hope would be that if Joe Biden is more moderate and able to lead a more bipartisan kind of direction for the government, hopefully we won't have Kamala Harris splitting every vote 50-50, right? Or having to break every vote from a tie. Like, ideally, we get to a point again where votes in Congress aren't perfectly down party lines, and then it won't really matter, right? Like, ideally, we have a lot of well-informed good people who are making good decisions together based on what the country needs and not what the rest of their party is doing. I'd hope. That's how it's supposed to work, right? I mean, and if you're a Republican who's still afraid of of things like court packing or things like that, um, there are still some fairly moderate Democrats on the the Senate. I'll riot before (laughs) I let that happen. There's no way. Like, Like Joe Manchin, like Ben. Um, I'll stop it myself. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say you will stop things yourself. People tried that this week. Calmly. Um, I'll stand with a sign and <laughs> say stop it politely. Um, but no, there are still some fairly moderate Democrats on the Senate, and I don't think that is going to happen. Uh, remember, Kamala Harris's vote only comes into account if we're talking a direct 50-50 split. And on court packing, I don't think it would be a 50-50 split. Um, so... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Um, and it's only a two year thing. And if Democrats try court packing in the next two years, they're going to get destroyed in 2022. Um, and because full party rule doesn't last very long normally anyway, remember Republicans had it for two years in Trump's, um, first two years in office. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't last very long. Um, so I would I would be surprised if if Democrats tried it, and I don't think it would go anywhere. Well, and especially considering that the advantage that Democrats have right now is so slight, mm. I don't think they're going to try anything crazy. Like this is not the you know giant majority blue wave that we needed to pass a bunch of sweeping stuff. <laughs> like no. we're no, like we're barely skimming the line here towards you know holding the government. So yeah, I, don't I think, think it's going to be enough to do anything huge. Yeah, I think you have five more representatives in the House, and we're tied in the Senate. So yeah, it's not with a democratic president and a conservative leading Supreme court. So it's pretty even split regardless, but that happened. Um, disappointing if you're a Republican, but I wouldn't freak out. Please don't freak out. (laughs) We've seen people freak out. Everybody (laughs) calm down. Take (laughs) a deep breath. Take some chill pills. Um, and Joe Biden now has been officially, certified as the president of the United States before we talk about anything else that happened during that time. It's over. It's done. It was already over and done, but Joe Biden is going to be the president of the United States on January 20th. I hope. (laughs) Why do you say that? Unless something else crazy happens. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances, Joe Biden will be the president of the United States on January 20th. Yep. Um, and if we're Republicans, we need to treat it like any other presidential election, treat it how we should, and agree and try to do the best we can in supporting the things we can support and not supporting things we can't. And that's, that's all anybody can ask. And... Um, And yeah, Joe Biden will be the president of the United States. So, 
Yep. What else happened? <laughs> what else happened on January sixth besides that? Well, I... there was an attack on the Capitol building. Oh, okay. how exciting! Um, everybody knows that. Everybody knows what happened. I'm not even sure what to say about it. Like it's so. It. I don't remember 9/11, but. When people talk about 9-11, they talk about it being like this weird, surreal, strange feeling in the air where everyone knew that like something terrible was happening and there was nothing we could do about it. And like, it was just strange. And that's kind of how I felt because like I was still at work. <laughs> I still had to like take patients back to the room and like do my job um, while checking my phone all the time to be like, oh, where'd they get now? Oh, what's happening now? Um and it was very, very uncomfortable to know what was going on and knowing that, you know, I couldn't do anything about it. And thinking the whole time, like, where are the police? Where's the National Guard? And they're like, oh, yeah, they're either not there or also can't do anything about it. So a bunch of people just ran and broke into the Capitol building, which is absolutely insane and should never happen. Like, the last time I think the Capitol building was actually successfully attacked was, like, 1812. <laughs> 1914 by the British. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's when the British actually, like, burnt our Capitol building down. And, uh, like, they tried to fly a plane into it in 2001 and didn't. This is the most successful attack against the Capitol building in over 200 years. So that hurts as an American to have to deal with that. I don't like that. I didn't like how that felt. This is why a peaceful transition of power is so important. This yeah. is the very reason we've been talking about it ever since the election happened. Um, I know I, as a conservative and Republican, have been criticized by fellow conservative and Republicans for not getting behind Trump's attempt to overturn the election. Um, this is why. This is the very, very reason why. And we'll get into all of the other intricacies that are surrounding this because there are impeachment talks. There's, oh, um, yeah. there's, I mean, twenty fifth amendment. They're trying to push. There's, I mean, comparisons to the BLM stuff. Um, I mean, there's, there's all, all sorts of intricacies here. But just generally to start, this is why. This is why it's so important. Yeah, to everyone who keeps thinking in the back of their head, like, we'll humor him. Words don't matter that much. He's just saying crazy stuff. Like, this is what happens when you have this idea, like, sure, yeah, let him investigate. Let him push these theories. It's not hurting anyone. It did. It killed four people. We're at that point now where we can really see how Trump's words matter um, based on the way that his constituents and his voters and his supporters will take his word to be gospel. And let's not pretend that what Trump did is the same thing that other presidential losers have done in close elections. There's a difference between saying, we're going to hold off conceding. We're going to see what, what it looks like. We want to take a look and make sure everything was good to go. But we have faith in our institutions and we're going to check it out and make sure everything's on the up and up. There's a difference between saying that and saying things like the corrupt Democrats are stealing the election from us. Saying the corrupt Democrats are stealing the election from us, if you say that enough to a certain group of people, 
and not, I'm not just talking just because they're Republicans or because they're Democrats or whatever, to any specific group of people in either political side of the aisle, if you say the election, free election is being stolen from us, and at the same time call people patriots and say this is your Ted Cruz said, you guys are just like the, the people on Bunker Hill fighting and, and doing things like that. You say things like that enough. Why wouldn't a certain group of people turn and go, America's being destroyed and stolen from us by corrupt Democrats? What's the other option? What are the, What else are they going to do if you are causing them to lose faith in our institutions? What is their other option? Yeah. Like the thing that I saw, there's a guy on TikTok that I follow who was like, let's pretend that all of this is true. Let's pretend that there is a conspiracy. There is a cover up. The election was stolen. The absolutely right thing to do is storm the Capitol building, is to stop the electoral vote from taking place. Absolutely. But that's not reality. That's not what's happening. There. So if our country were under attack by politically corrupt people that had thwarted democracy, then yeah, the right There's thing no to do option. is to stand up and fight. But that's not what happened. And so when you're someone who pushes out these theories and these ideas without any kind of evidence, despite all evidence to the contrary, then yeah, like and people are going to believe that. Um, and then the right thing to do in their brains is to storm the Capitol building. And that's that's mainly why that's my main argument against people claiming that it was antifa because there is a specific sect of, of the republican party who is still holding out well it's funny funny the two reactions that happened at the same time and you know the same people arguing these two things on one hand they were saying yeah i'm proud of the people who who stormed the capitol i mean what else are we going to do our election was stolen and everything's going crazy and at the same time those people were blaming antifa for doing it that that doesn't make any sense like you can't have both either you're it was antifa and you're blaming them for the violence or you're okay with it and you understand that it was an antifa and they don't need to be blamed for the violence because you're okay with it it doesn't you can't have both yeah and and to that as far as i know there is no evidence that it was antifa none i've heard people say like they used facial recognition software and they found these people but like again I haven't actually seen that anywhere from anyone that's not just posting no sources on Facebook. So if you have some evidence, let us know. But there is a lot of evidence showing that they were not Antifa. Well, <laughs> there were a lot of people that have identified themselves as Trump supporters, either by, you know, doing live streams while they were in the Capitol building being like, here I am. This is me sitting in the speaker's chair. Hi. Like, OK, we know who you are now. Thanks. You're not Antifa. Well, the FBI has already come out and said that there is no evidence that Antifa was involved. Ta-da. And we actually have evidence to the contrary. People have been arrested now. And yeah, they like, were far-right activists, and we know who they were. Yep. Yep. The woman who was killed, they went back and looked through all of her social media stuff. She was very pro-Trump. She was very stop the steal. Like, all of... The, like, it's... I don't understand... How, hmm. at what point, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> like why, like just, like Mitt Romney was right. Like we just watched his video. But at some point, like, yeah, it sucks to lose, but move on. Like you can't, you can't storm buildings. You can't kill people. Like we have to just, 
Call it quits. Call it a day. Well, I think there's two things here. Trump is to blame, by the way, and we'll get into that further. But the point I'm wanting to make here is because this is our podcast and this is what we do. I think partially the overall blame that we can have is because our politics are so polarized and because we're so scared of the other side one way or another. Whether you're a Democrat, you're scared of a Republican holding power. And if you're a Republican, you're scared of a Democrat holding power. Just because they have a D or an R next to their name. It means that losing an election is not only hurts because you lost, it hurts because, oh, I'm terrified of what's going to happen because these people are bad people. So I think the heat and the temperature, we keep turning it up consistently that both sides are terrified of the other one holding any type of power. And so there's now more to these elections than just winning or losing. It's life or death almost. And so I think it becomes easier to believe or easier to hold on to the ideas that you want to believe happen during an election because you're so terrified of the other side. Mm. And I think that's something we can all do better. We're going to get to Trump in a minute. But something we can all do better, I think, is understanding that we're all people. We're all trying to do our best. We all have the best intentions, or most of us, a lot, most people have the best intentions. Most people are trying to do the best they can. And there are some that aren't. But most are trying to do the best they can. And if we start realizing that and start understanding that, these elections will become a lot less scary. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So where do you want to start? Um, so let's kind of break down just the day of what happened <laughs> on January 6th. Yep. Um, so, so we had a rally at the White House. Yes. Trump spoke. I think he actually spoke, he did. right? He did speak. We know Trump Jr. spoke. We know Giuliani spoke. We know they were saying things like fight, like go take your freedom back, stuff like that. Um, Very general things that in a legal sense, you can't specifically, if someone was writing it down, you can't specifically point to it and say, they said go be violent. Yeah, nobody said go break windows of the Capitol building. No. But when they say stand up and fight... And then they literally go stand up and fight. <laughs> you know, who can it's, blame them? Like, I think, I mean, besides the fact that obviously you shouldn't do that. Like, yeah. So there's a, a riled up crowd who feels like their power in government has been taken away by corrupt Democrats. And so they march down to the Capitol building and storm it. <laughs> well, so, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> so, so there was the rally. Yeah. And Trump said things like, and I think believe the last phrase he said was, let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the just normal goodbye, goodnight. Oh, yeah. Well, he said he was going to walk down with them. Too. Yeah, he didn't. No. Um, no. <laughs> of course he didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to be there when they got there. Um, but they held that rally. They walked by. And then they were outside the Capitol for a good amount of time. Probably about half hour, 45 minutes, where there was about, I don't know, 50,000 people-ish. 
exercising their First Amendment right to protest. Exercising their First Amendment right to protest. Totally they have fine. the absolute right no to problem. stand outside the Capitol, hold signs, yell and scream outside, and do whatever they want to. Um, then about an hour in, about a half hour, 45 minutes in, um, I was watching it live, um, and I don't, I don't remember the senator that was speaking. I wish I did. Um, but he was speaking and then you can, you could hear someone came, the gavel hit and someone came up to the senator and you could hear protesters have broken in. Protesters are inside. They stopped and everyone stopped and both the Senate did it first. And then a couple of minutes later, the house, um, realized and they, um, all left and, um, were taken to an different undisclosed locations. Um, and then you see the videos of people in MAGA gear holding American flags, yada, yada, walking through the Capitol building, which was closed and which was closed to the public and which um, even being in there is illegal. Before doing anything else, walking into the building was against the law. Um, and then, um, then I believe we heard of people have entered the chambers of Congress and the Senate. Um, and then we saw videos of people breaking down the windows to the Capitol building. Um, and on Fox News, they were actually interviewing um, the House Minority, House Majority Leader, um, House Minority Leader. That's they have the minority. Um, the House Minority Leader at the time, and he gave an interview, gave what let know what happened. He he denounced it. He said, "This is not American. This isn't what we do." Um, please go away. Please a vote. <laughs> please go away. Um, and then he said that he heard over the radio from the Capitol Police, shots fired, shots fired. Um, and that's the first that we heard of actual gunfire. Gunfire. Um, and then we saw, started seeing pictures of, I think there's the famous one of the um, Capitol Police slash Secret Service men pointing their guns at the at window. The door, yeah. um, and the guy's like peeking through and you can see his eyeball. Um, and then we see people entering the speaker, um, the speaker's office. Apparently they took something from the speaker's office, which is also a no, no. Um, <laughs> just, can't um, just steal stuff from Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> office. And then <laughs> on her office, it said, um, I believe it said, um, Ooh. we will not back down. It was written on one of her files. Um, and this, this was going on for probably about an hour and a half um, before we heard anything from the President of the United States. Um, and it was about an hour and a half, I think about an hour in the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the DC Mayor formally requested the National Guard and we did not hear anything from the White House um, 
until Trump posted a video. Um, and in said video, he did say, please go home. Please go home. <laughs> he did. At the same time, he said, we love you. <laughs> Which is also an indicator that it wasn't Antifa. It's not Antifa. He, he does not to, love Antifa. He tried to peg them as terrorists. Yeah, I don't think he has too high of feelings towards Antifa. He knows who these people were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he posted this video about an hour and a half or so, which, again, even if it's just him saying go home and none of the other stupid stuff about we love you, I understand why everything is wrong, the election was stolen from us. Even if he didn't include that in the video and he's just said, like, go home, it's still not enough. Posting a video from the South Lawn is not enough. You should have been in with the press. You should have done it from the um, White House press room. It should have been formal. And we should have seen your face live, not a pre-recorded video, live, and you denouncing this and telling them to go home. Well, and that's, yeah, like... When I talk about those feelings where I was like scared and I was like, oh my gosh, our Capitol building's under attack. I thought we have a president, like we have a government whose job is to protect us, whose job is to go do stuff. Like, why aren't they doing anything? So yeah, he had an opportunity to call the National Guard. He had an opportunity to like fix stuff and he didn't do anything. Um, and the scariest part about this to me, I wouldn't say the scariest, but a very scary part was after Trump posted his video, it was actually pretty effective. They all went home. <laughs> About 15 minutes later, they were all gone. Yeah. That's scary. That's that's very culty. That's, that's nerve-wracking. And I am terrified by that fact. The fact that he has the power single-handedly. There were Republican representatives, high-ranking Republican re officials that have all that all said, "Go home, go home, go home. This is not American. This is not okay. Go home." And until Donald Trump said, "Go home," the mob didn't listen. We have a man who was president of the United States has single-handed access, essentially, to an army of his own. Yeah. And not in, like, a commander-in-chief way where no. you're supposed to. In, like, a very charismatic, cultish, fascist leader way that you're not supposed to. So it's not good. That's scary. We don't like that. It's scary that he has that much influence <laughs> and control over people. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he releases this video... And eventually the National Guard show up. Wasn't Trump that called them. Here's what him. I found. Thanks, Siri. Hi, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, it wasn't Trump that called the National Guard. Oh, yeah, it was Pence, right? Yeah, it was Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, it was Mike Pence who approved um, the National Guard being sent. Um so Mike Pence did everything that he needed to. Mike Pence des des deserves all the credit in the world um, during this time. Could he have called him earlier? Was that an option? Um, well, technically, you, you 
well, what has to happen is the state itself has to have a representative that requests the National Guard. You can't mm-hmm. just send them in. Um, so once they did that, it was about a half an hour or so um, after they formally requested it that something was sent. And then you'd like the President of the United States to do it. Um, Seems like his job. It is. It is his <laughs> job. Um but it sounds like we had a, a heroic moment from Mike Pence where he came out of nowhere and said, I will do it. <laughs> no, like you need to call the national guard and that's what we're going to do. Um, so they were there and then it cleared out fairly quickly. Um, we then heard of people who had been killed um, or who died um, one has been identified as a woman who was pro-Trump and mm-hmm. who was a veteran, and um, she was shot by a police officer, it sounds like. Um, and then a police officer also has mm-hmm. has died since then. And then three other people, I believe, died from different reasons while they were there. Um, but, uh, but, but five people died um, during this. And... Um, Um, thir- yeah, five people died. Um, and then in the days following, we had a curfew placed. We did have a curfew placed. The, mm-hmm. the Washington D.C. Um, placed a six p.m. curfew. Yeah, um, and that was about as effective as you can think. Like, I think a lot of people stayed home, but also there were some who didn't. Um, I don't think any, like there haven't been any more riots or anything, though, right? No, there have been some far right social media channels saying that they will be back um, on January 19th. And see, that's my concern. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's, well, hopefully like the FBI will be more involved and the national guard will be more involved. And ideally uh, it'll be a much smoother, normally routine procedure. Yes. Right. Um, And then the stories we were kind of hearing in the aftermath a little bit was that nobody could contact president Trump for a little bit. Um, Vice president Pence's chief of staff was not permitted to enter the white house. Um, They were basically talking to Trump's legal team, anyone who wanted to get a hold of president Trump. um, And he couldn't be reached for a while. And we were heard that vice president Pence was not a happy camper, um, that he was very upset. Um, at Donald Trump. Um, And then we finally get something from the White House press secretary who gave a statement um, basically saying they denounced the violence, but nothing from Trump again until I believe, I believe it was two days later. Maybe, I think it was yesterday um, where he finally released a video saying that he denounced the violence and that he wanted a peaceful transition of power now. Oh, yeah. He finally said that Biden would be the next president, that he would be inaugurated, which some people are counting as a concession, but I don't know if that's formal enough. It's not enough, I'll tell you that. (laughs) It's not. Um, But I think that was the happenings of the day. Yeah. And everything that happened that day. Now... So now what do we do? 
Members of the House are this calling for Trump's point. impeachment. Yep. And my point for the last couple of days has been, if you or I had delivered the same speech um, to a group of people who were holding Stewart signs or Ben signs and delivered the same speech, and then the things happened that would that were happened, I believe that we would be very much in trouble legally. I think we should have been very much in trouble legally if that were the case. Um, right, because you can't just incite a mob. <laughs> like, that's no, not something that's, that you can do. And that's something that we need to <laughs> understand. Like <laughs> The people who committed the illegal acts, they are responsible for the acts that they committed. They are legally responsible for the things that they did. Which How- is why a bunch of them have been arrested. Yes. However, Donald Trump is responsible for continually turning up the heat and continually perpetrating lies at this point, that's what they are, that caused these people to act in a certain way. So he has a large token of responsibility here. And it's a very, very serious thing, and it's a very, 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 very bad thing. And I'm, as a person who voted for the man, and as a Republican, and as a conservative, I'm disgusted. I am angered. I have been since the election. Um, I'm frustrated. Um, And I believe that Donald Trump should be impeached. Um, Regardless of the fact that we have two weeks left. I think he should be impeached. I think he's dangerous. And I think he needs to be gone. So if he is impeached, well, okay. So is what he did impeachable? I believe it is, is my first question. I believe it is. Cause it's not, I mean, he's the president and who knows how we can touch him or what even can be done there. But like inciting violence is not protected by the first amendment. This is no. not a free speech issue anymore. No. Um, so if he broke the law and if it's determined that he broke the law, could he actually be removed from office for this? I think he, yes. I mean, it's high crime. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like that's a, cause again, these people like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi who are pushing for the impeachment are saying, this is not just like, this has gone beyond inciting violence. This is, um, you know, the words that they use treason. This is, um, the other word that they use, like, yeah, it's, it's gone beyond the point of lies and misinformation. It's gone beyond the point of inciting a mob. It's now attacking It's attacking our democracy. It's attacking our country. Well, even, and in despite that, because I've talked to a couple of people who don't think, because he specifically didn't request, say that they need to be violent, he didn't commit any crimes, I, I think that's BS. And I think um, he, he was the ringleader of a group that did and he incited a lot of that um to cause them to commit a crime but also he's committed a lot of defamation a lot of slander to democratic leadership in our congress and democratic leadership in the senate he has said things that are now verifiably false about them that are bad and evil so he's also committed much slander and much defamation. 
he has committed crimes as president of the United States. I was one who did not think they had enough on him to try to impeach him the first time. I think the call was fishy. I think they should have investigated it more like Jeff Flake did. But I think at the time that they tried to impeach him, they didn't have enough. And there wasn't enough evidence that he committed a crime. And this is now a different situation. This is a different situation. There's evidence that he has committed a crime, several crimes, and he should be impeached and he should not be able to run again in 2024. Right. So, but okay. So, but do you think they're going to do it? <laughs> like, I think they've got a good shot. I think the Congress is going, is drafting up letters now. And I think there are a few Republican senators who might be enough on board to actually get it done. I, I know Romney's a bit on the fence with it right now. He said things like, I mean, basically he's out in two weeks and we shouldn't rock the boat any further, um, which I understand. I understand that point of view. I understand um, that sentiment. But Senator Murkowski of Alaska has said that she wants him gone. Um, and I know there are, there are a couple other moderate Republicans who I think – I think you could make a good case. Um, and I think you may, you may have enough to impeach him. What are the chances you think that Mike Pence invokes the 25th Amendment and tries to remove him that way? Instead? Not very high. Mike Pence uh, is in a tough spot. You, we have to understand he's in a very, very difficult position um, right now as, as vice president of the United States. Um, he is kind of towing the line, and he has to, between – this is the president of the United States. It's his boss. It's um, now we know there's a mob that will listen to his every word. And he's got to kind of toe that line between, and I think he's done a decent job of it so far, of being not anti-Trump, but also standing up for what he is constitutionally able to do. And also from a political perspective, it would kind of sink his political career if he did anything like invoking the 25th Amendment. Really? I think it would sink his political career. I think it's the only way to save his political really? career. Really? Yeah, because I think he's going to go down in history as the vice president of the worst president that we've ever had. It's possible. So I think the only way that he can salvage his career now is instead of just being the guy in the background the whole time, letting Trump do whatever he wants, is by standing up and saying, nope, we're done with you. It was fun. You know, like, we had a good time. But, like Lindsey like, Graham did today. Did crazy. you hear that? No. <laughs> Lindsey Graham was like, me and Donald Trump have had a wild ride, but count me out. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think that everyone's going to remember him for being the vice president that let Trump become Trump and that supported Trump through his campaign and supported Trump during his presidency. And so I think the only way that people are ever going to take him seriously again is if he shows that he has a backbone and opinions of his own. And he's not just a little minion. So I think historically, I think you're right. I think in 30 years, I think you're right. However, in the, the recent, in the immediate future, when maybe Trump, maybe Pence wants to run in 2024, I think he would have a hard time winning a Republican primary when there's a fairly significant sect of the Republican Party who is pretty loyal to Donald Trump um, for, bad, for better or for worse. And it's for worse. Um, but there's a pretty significant sect that's pretty loyal to Donald Trump and 
I think it would sink any chance that he has of winning a Republican primary mm. in 2024 if he had any of those aspirations. What about like becoming a governor again or like a senator or something? Oh, I think he could do that. I think he could do that. Yeah. But I think once you're kind of vice president of the United States, if you have any political aspirations, I think it's <laughs> the only way to go is, is up. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's it's up from there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess that's true. That's fair. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But. I think he should be impeached. I'm worried about what would happen. I'm worried about his, you know, what he's going to say. The nice thing is that his Twitter and Facebook have been taken away. So it's going to be really hard. <laughs> it's going to be harder for him to reach out to his base and tell them to do things like fight and stand up for whatever, you know. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I have a hard time imagining that there wouldn't be more riots and there wouldn't be more killings if we impeach Donald Trump. I, I understand. And I understand that. But also, like, get him out of there. <laughs> I, I tend to think that there's just – there's something that we have to stand for as a country. And there's something that we have to say, this is not acceptable. This is not something that we can get behind or that we, as a country, are okay with. Because there are allies of ours. The FBI also reported that there are allies of ours who think that Donald Trump tried to incite a coup – to yeah. stay in office. That's bad. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now we have North Korea. Kim Jong-un held a, held a press conference the other day t calling America the a crazy... <laughs> I had not heard about this. Humorous coming from him. <laughs> um, telling Look at how great we are. Look at North Korea. We're so cool. Yeah. Those crazy Americans with their craziness. Yeah, but but there were also people telling us, telling um, ambassadors of ours at the time, saying if we were to have an election like this and these images like this would have gone public, the United States would be on our butt and telling us to get our crap in order. Yeah, we did that when like Notre Dame burned down. Trump was like, I can't believe France will let this happen. And we're like, okay, great. So now that they attack our Capitol building and France is like, was this a coup? <laughs> you know, like, hmm, what goes around comes around. Now, I, I, guess. Don't, I don't think that Donald Trump incited a coup and told people to go stop. No, County. I don't think that was the purpose. No, I don't think he, I don't think he thought that this is what was going to happen. No, I think, I don't think this was his plan. I think this got, I think this got away from him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is yeah. his ego run rampant. Mm -hmm. I think, like Mitt Romney said, he is a selfish man with a large ego, um, and I don't think he thought it was possible for him to lose at anything because he's Donald Trump. He has a history of that. He has a – that's his personality, and I think this is it run amok. He lost, and he can't accept the fact that he lost, and he's just – it happens to be in a really powerful position – where a sore loser is going to cause very dangerous things to happen. Yeah. Um, that being said, he is criminally responsible. Yeah. Yep. And he should be impeached. Yep. So when, when we talk about a coup, I've heard people say things like, there's no way that these people should have gotten access so quickly. Um, I saw a video of supposedly policemen like, allowing people through the barricades but then like i also saw pictures of them like trying to wrestle the barricades back from the rioters so i know that 
the chief of police, someone for the capital, something resigned, some other guy resigned. I don't know who these people are, but like <laughs> people are saying that the police must have been in on it to allow them to get in. And I don't think that's the case because police officers were killed. Um, first of all, um, so it, it feels like a very unsuccessful, sloppy coup, if it were a coup that like the police and the rioters and Trump were all in on. That doesn't feel right to me. No. And, and as far as it, I don't, I don't think that's the case. And as far as it being Antifa, because I've, I've had several conversations about this now. And one of the conversations that I had included the person telling me they thought it was Antifa and that the media is in on it and the cops were in on it. Um, and it's all a conspiracy, a conspiracy. And I asked them to just take, take part, try their hardest to take partisanship away for a minute, just strip it away. And I asked them, there are about probably 50 to a hundred thousand people there that were Trump supporters that came from the Trump rally and walked over. Um, and I asked them what is more likely of the two scenarios <laughs> is it more likely that it was an antifa antifa conspired to come and pretend to be trump supporters and worked with police and the media and they were all in on it and antifa tried to make themselves feel like trump supporters to stop the counting of the votes that would end in that would have ended in Biden being certified the president elect anyway because regardless of this happening or not there weren't enough people supportive of Trump's attempt to overturn the election Biden was going to be certified as president of the United States so if you think it's antifa why they have um, nothing to gain from doing this they have nothing to gain from doing this so what's more likely that or 1% of the 50 to 100,000 people that were there. That's five, that's, what is that? That's, that's 500, that's 500 to 1,000 people. That's 500 to 1,000 people taking Trump's words for what they, for what he said and saying our election is being stolen from us and there's nothing else that we can do because our institutions don't work for us so we have to storm the Capitol. Is it more likely that 1% of the Trump supporters who were at the rally took that upon themselves and decided to go do that, or that Antifa conspired with the media, the police officers, and disguised themselves as Trump supporters to overturn a vote that would have ended in the guy they wanted to be president being president? Because Antifa already won, right? Like, Trump lost the election. Correct. Trump lost what, the election. What else does Antifa have to do? We're done. We're done. Are you Antifa then? I'm, I'm absolutely anti-fascist. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't have any, like there's no, except to make Trump supporters look bad. Yep. We already think they look bad. <laughs> I don't. So the last thing, and I told you that I didn't necessarily want to get into this, but we can talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm a little frustrated that this has become a, a Black Lives Matter issue. Yes. Um, this is bad in any sense of the, 
part. Yeah, we don't have to make it any worse than it already is. It's by comparing it to a whole other separate issue. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're making the point that if this these were a bunch of black protesters for Black Lives Matter, the police presence would have been bigger and more, and people would have died. People did die. People were shot. Guns were fired. Someone died from a gunshot. And the second point to be made is the reason why, or at least the reason the Capitol Police are saying why, there wasn't as much Capitol Police support as there was for a Black Lives Matter protest that happened during on the Capitol, where there was a large police presence. The reason there wasn't this time is because they were widely criticized by the media, by national, by the national coverage for having uniformed police officers there during the riots. So the reason they decided not to is because they were widely criticized and told it was bad that they had that many people there. Hmm. And you can buy that or not, but that's the reason why they gave there wasn't as much support from Capitol Police. Well, yeah, I definitely heard that that's why they said they didn't want the National Guard called in because they didn't want, like, pictures of military personnel in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. I, uh, yeah, okay, I understand that, I guess. So if you're criticized for... People say, oh, you're being racist. Look, you're trying to shut down these black people who are marching towards the Capitol. And then they're like, okay, well, then I guess next time we won't have as many people there. Um... I guess I can under, I mean, yeah, look where it got you. You should have had people there. Um, but okay, I could understand that. So, I mean, my, my point is, I, this is just a bad day for our country. Yeah. In general. Uh, yeah. If we're talking about BLM to, yeah, I don't, first of all, I'm not interested in comparing it to Black Lives Matter because it wasn't Black Lives Matter. So it's always funny to me when people are like, well, here's what would have happened if, they had been black. And I'm like, okay, well, they weren't black. So we don't know what would have happened because that's not what happened. What happened is this other thing. So I'm not interested in being like, well, if they'd been black, then a lot of people would have been killed. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I think I saw something on the internet that spoke to me when someone said, when we're comparing Black Lives Matter to MAGA and the riots and the rallies, we're not saying, wow, don't you wish that the police were more brutal against like white people? Wouldn't it be great if police brutality were everywhere? <laughs> like what we're saying, what we should be saying is, look, here's police officers who kept their cool, who were able to like restrain themselves and not shoot everyone. Um, so we know that the police do know how to avoid being brutal. But also then, then the point becomes they avoided shooting and they didn't do anything, and people and entered then the that Capitol. Happened. And then people got through and entered the Capitol. Right. So, I mean, the point that you start making is it didn't work. When there's a riot there, like, being cool and being calm-headed in that spot, it, it didn't. If you want right. Black Lives Matter protests to be like what happened at the Capitol, as far as police presence goes, the police presence they had didn't work. Yeah. So I guess rather than making it a, a race issue, make it a situational issue. If there's a riot, have police there, please. If there's a riot, 
have the military there, please. If you're stopping someone, if this is a routine, routine traffic stop, treat that person like you treated these rioters. And keep your cool. Right? And if you are someone on the left, because this is a frustration I've heard from a lot of people on the right, and I'll get to you guys on the right in a minute. <laughs> if you are someone on the left who is totally okay with some of the violence that did happen at some of the Black Lives Matter rallies and protests, because there was, not all of them, I agree, whatever you want to say, but violence did happen, things were destroyed, things were burned down, things happened at these Black Lives Matter rallies, some of them. If you're okay with that, and not okay with this, because it doesn't match your political stance and your political ideology, you're being hypocritical. Now, if you're on the right, and you're not okay with the violence that happened at the Black Lives Matter protests and the Black Lives Matter rallies, but you are okay with this because it fits your political ideology and your political narrative, you're also being hypocritical. Yeah. You're both contributing to it. Both were bad. Right. Distraction is distraction. Violence like, is bad. Riots are riots. It's... I think the reasons are different. Sure. Right? Like, I, I am not a violent person, but I think that if people that looked like me were being murdered because they looked like me, mm -hmm. I would riot faster mm -hmm. than if I were being lied to about an election being stolen. But would you riot faster than if you legitimately thought the election was being stolen? No, no. And, and no. And so that's the thing. Like, Trump, stop lying. Stop making stuff up. People, stop believing what he says because it's clearly not true. And then on the other side, please fix the justice system so that black people aren't disproportionately punished. Like, fix it and then people won't riot. Stop lying and then people won't riot, you know? Like, just stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. Fix your crap. And then we won't have to worry about it. So, it's a very dark day for the United States. Yep. It was not good um we may or may not have an impeached president here in the next couple days and uh, have a president pence for a week and a half um but regardless it was scary and bad and brought up a lot of negative emotions for me and i'm sure probably yeah hopefully for everyone nobody hopefully should have been watching this and been like yay great you know, like this is this should Death be bad to for America. Everybody. This should be bad for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. But the question then becomes, what do we do now? Oh yeah, what do we do? I and you know, I can't do anything. <laughs> I've given agree. up. <laughs> I don't agree. I, what, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, if Trump gets impeached, great. If the Twenty Fifth Amendment is invoked. Great. If we just leave him and hope that nothing else happens, I think that's dangerous. I can't do anything about it. So I think there's a larger problem here. And I, talk, I talked about it a little bit earlier. That I think this all starts definitely Trump's fault. And he took it and ran with it. But this definitely all starts with us being so afraid and so angry of other people and other sides. Yeah. So my solution would be, or something, not solution, because it's not going to fix it, self. A step in the right direction. And so, something we can all do. 
is just try to be a little bit better and say hi to a neighbor, hug a friend, embrace your spouse, um, reach out to someone who you disagree with and ask them how they're doing. Be more liberal with the words, I love you. Um, so the challenge I would like to leave you, and the last thing I'm going to say, Ben might want to say something else, but the last mm -hmm. thing I'm going to say is the challenge that I want to give to anyone who may be listening is if you're a Democrat, if you could find the most Trumpy, Trumpist, Trump-loving Republican that you can, reach out to them, tell them they're loved, and have a conversation with them. If you're a Republican, reach out to the most commie, socialist, Bernie, <laughs> AOC supporter you can. Tell them they're loved. Have a conversation with them. And understand that we're all human beings. And we all screw up many, many, many times every day. Yep. And we're going to continue to do that. We're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Kill them with kindness. That makes sense. And that's what we can do. No, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. Like, everyone is so quick to demonize the other side. Prove them wrong. If you're tired of liberals, you know, calling you a whatever, prove them wrong. Go be nice to them. You know, if you're tired of conservatives calling you a whatever, prove them wrong. Go be nice to them. We're demonizing each other. So if you don't want to be a demon, then go be nice. That makes sense to me. So that's good. what we can do. Yeah. It's not about voting. It's not about who your elected official is. It's not about any of that. It's about what we can do on our day-to-day -day lives to make the lives of each other, the lives of our families, and the lives of those around us better. And so that's what I would say to do. It sucks right now, but I think it'll slowly get better if we all work towards that. Yeah, I think better days are ahead. Agreed. All right. Well... Next week, we're talking about guns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm excited for this one. Oh, it's going to be so great. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. All right. Stay safe. Have a good week, guys. Adios. Enjoy your lives. Don't riot.